What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 111 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. This one is going to be a shorter one, a little midweek episode for you, since we didn't get one out on Monday, and we're not going to be able to get one out this Friday either. I don't have anything ready to go to put up, and we're not going to be able to record one because of uh, what I'll tell you about a little later on this episode. But the main part of this episode, I'm going to be talking about something I found that was interesting while I was going through my taxidermy paperwork, um, and I'll get into that a little bit. Before we do, though, don't forget about our partners for this show, one of those being Rodney Hawkins. So if you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, Rodney's the guy to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. If you guys haven't heard of them, they're not your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground alone in 2022. They do residential properties as well. But their main focus is the recreational stuff. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. So for more info on them or things, uh, anything that might be available on the market, or even if you have something you want to get listed, you can contact Rodney at 618-925-3153 and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. He's currently got products from Radix Hunting. He has tacked cam trail cameras, and he has an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust that he's had for a while now. I mean, he's adding new stuff all the time also. So if you want to keep up with them, what they got going on, if you want to talk uh, talk to him about anything he already has, go to RG Outdoors. That's their Facebook page. You can send him a message through there. You can email him at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, you can call him directly at 618-925-3153. Our other partner for the show, as you guys might know, is Grandpa Ray Outdoors. They have been our longest standing partner and they provide in specializing the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods with over 14 different food plot blends to choose from. You're not going to have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits. You name it, they've got it when it comes to food plotting. They were started in 2015, but John up there has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991, and he's going to use that experience to help you have the best results possible for your specific property. He's not going to tell someone in northern Michigan to plant the same thing he would someone in southern Georgia. He's going to take into consideration where you're at in the country, what kind of soil types you got, and then let you know what you need to plant. That's if you call them up there. That's, in my opinion, what separates them from a lot of other seed companies is that if you call them to ask a question, you're going to talk to one of the main guys, and they're going to know what they're talking about. The customer service is second to none. We've used their seed blends on client properties in the past. We've used them on our own properties, of course. The results have always been as good as advertised. That's why, you know, we partnered with them in the first place. That's why we're going to continue to do that and continue to use their seed. If you guys want to, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. You find something you want to try, use the discount code RHOPODCAST. It's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your order there. We're also a dealer for them. So if you find something on the website and you want to save a little money on shipping, just send us a message through our website or our Facebook page and let me know and I'll get you some ordered. If you don't know what those are, RichHunterOutdoors.com is our website. We have our own apparel on there. We do have our own clover and chicory blend that will be available again soon. We have the scents, which we're getting down to the wire on that. So unless you're wanting to run you know, mock scrapes through January, February, whatever, to maybe try to keep up with some shed hunting stuff, you could use a scent for that. But that's on there as well. The podcasts are all on the website and some other content as well. Again, that's RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. And if you find something you want to buy, then use the discount code RHOPOD. That's all caps, no space, and you get 10% off of everything in your cart. We do have a private Facebook group called RHO Podcast Patrons. You guys can go search that. It'll ask you a couple of questions. Then you can join. 
You can use it as a regular hunting group to share your story, success, failures, all that kind of stuff. You can also have some input on the show. So let us know. Give us feedback on episodes that we've had. Start some conversations on those. You can let us know what guests you'd like us to have on to try to get on the show. You can ask guests questions through there if I get them posted soon enough. And if you've got topics that you want us to discuss as well, just let us know in that group. But you're going to want to make sure you're in there because I'm going to do a giveaway for specifically for that group next week. It's going to be a pretty good one, so make sure you go over to that group, you join it, and you'll be in on that. If you guys are on Apple Podcast or Spotify or anywhere else that lets you do it, leave us a review, follow us. That helps us out a ton. Also, go to our YouTube channel. That's Ridge Hunter Outdoors. That's where you're going to find the Fall Pursuit Show that we did this year. We got two more episodes of that coming out soon since the season's wrapping up. I'm going to have my last hunt, and then I'll wrap up the last regular episode, and then we'll have a finale after that to kind of recap the whole year. I think that'll be good, but you're going to see that on Ridge Hunter Outdoors YouTube. That's where any of our extra video content is going to be as well, and then the podcasts are there too, so make sure you go subscribe to that. Like, comment, all that kind of stuff. So let's get into now episode number 111. It's going to be a bit shorter, but I think it's an interesting one nonetheless. This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. All right, so I'm going to talk about some interesting stuff that I found while going through some taxidermy paperwork in the middle part of this episode. But before I do, I forgot to mention in the intro that we're kind of getting to that point in the year where you want, you're starting to think about next season, especially if you're already bucked out. If you're just done hunting, maybe you're running out of days here where you're not going to be able to go before the end of the season. And really, all fall, you're probably thinking about next year anyway. But now it's really starting to get to the point where you can do something about it. However, you want to have a plan going into the off season Because if you don't, you don't really have goals set. You don't have an idea of exactly what you want to do. You're going to end up wasting a lot of time that could be better served somewhere else or doing other things that might benefit you more. So if you're in that spot, maybe you've got a piece of land that you want to do something with, you want to make it better, you just don't know how. Maybe you have some ideas, but you're not sure if they're the best ones. Maybe you're overwhelmed by everything you see on social media, on YouTube about, hey, you need to do this kind of habitat improvement. You need to do this TSI, plant this kind of grass, plant these kind of food plots, whatever it is. If you guys are just overwhelmed with it all or you just need a place to start, we can help you with that. We do property consultations and we do management work as well. But on the consultation side of it, essentially what we're going to do is we'll talk to you about your property We'll get kind of an idea of what you want to see on your property as far as goals go for wildlife and habitat. And then we'll come walk the property with you. We'll come see it firsthand, and then we can talk to you a little bit more about what you got going on, what you're capable of getting done, you know, as far as resources go, and what you would like to get done. Again, once we do that, we'll come back. We'll make a whole management plan for your property. And again, that's wildlife and habitat. A lot of times those are kind of separated. People think, well, habitat management, habitat management, and then they forget about the wildlife aspect of it. You can have great habitat, but it still not be great for necessarily deer in your area, especially if that's your goal is to have more deer or bigger deer or whatever. So we're going to help you with both aspects of that. We're going to combine the two. That way they work hand in hand and give you a plan for the off-season, for off-seasons to come. We'll give you an idea of how it's best going to be best to hunt that property because that's the thing that guys have 
trouble with too a lot is you get a piece of property, you're excited about it, you just don't really know how you want to hunt it. And maybe you hunted it this year and you messed some things up and you thought it was going to be good, but it wasn't. That's something we'll help you out with as well is how to hunt the property. But that's going to be, you can find that on our website, ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Just send us a message through there. There's a consulting and management tab. You can read kind of more about what we do on the management side of it. Basically, we put in food plots for you. We can do a little bit of hinge cutting, switchgrass, that kind of stuff, spraying, uh, tillage work. If you guys don't have the equipment or the time, or maybe just someone, uh, maybe you just don't have the knowledge base where you want to really dive into it, we can help you out with that as well. But I wanted to, I wanted to mention that since we're getting close to that time of year, and I'm going to try to kind of, you know, keep keep reminding you guys about that just in case. You are in a situation where you need some help with something. We can definitely help you out with that. So now for what I wanted to talk about on this episode, and if you haven't figured it out already, it's just me today. Again, this is kind of an odd episode midweek. We're not going to do the Friday episode. We didn't have one come out Monday. Schedules didn't align this week. So I was going through taxidermy paperwork the other day, and if you guys don't know, I do do uh, taxidermy. One of the videos on our YouTube channel, one of the best ones we've done, um, I was doing an elk last year. I just did a short on it. But so some of you guys do, quite a few guys do know that we do taxidermy. But for those of you who don't, that's what I do throughout the summer. Along with the management stuff, the consulting stuff, that helps pay the bills. We do, uh, I do exclusively whitetails at this point, except for the occasional elk. Um, but well, part of that is I have to have paperwork for all the deer heads that I do. And part on that paperwork, this is a state-required stuff. IDNR requires this. And part of that paperwork is you have to know, I have to have wrote down what date the deer was taken. And that kind of that kind of allows me to see, and again, it's a pretty small sample size, but it allows me to see when the most bucks that I'm mounting have been taken throughout the year, which is interesting to me as a hunter. It's interesting to me as a content producer or a podcaster who talks about hunting because we've mentioned it and discussed it so many times, like what are the best days where we're at here in Southern Illinois? What are the best days of the year to hunt? If you guys listen to the podcast regularly, you know that my favorite days are right around Veterans Day, like 10th through 15th, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Generally, I see the most mature buck activity. I've had the most opportunities. Uh, In the last two years, I've shot, I've been on the backside of that, really. I've shot three bucks between the 13th and the 17th, I guess. But really, that that 10 to 15th window has always kind of been my favorite. And a lot of guys, it's the beginning part of November, which is also really good. And something that we always talk about with this is the unpredictable factor that is the weather. So if you get a cold front basically anywhere between November 1st and 20th, that's probably going to be your best couple days. However, year over year, if you can't plan your vacation like two days out, if you have to do it two weeks ahead, two months ahead, maybe a year ahead, what days would you want to be hunting if you're hunting Illinois, specifically the southern part of the state? And this this ties back into the taxidermy thing because, again, I can see what dates these deer have been taken. And when we're talking about deer that we're doing taxidermy on, generally it's not the smaller immature bucks. Now, that does happen. Some people, maybe it's their first deer, maybe it's a special deer to them, or maybe they just really like the deer, they like the looks of it, they want to get it mounted. Whatever it is, that's great. But as a general rule of thumb, most of the deer that people pay the kind of money to get mounted are bigger deer, right? The more mature bucks, the higher scoring deer, whatever it is. So that's kind of sets the, 
kind of sets the kind of deer we're looking at, I guess. Can't think of the word. That, that's something that happens to me a lot when I'm doing these podcasts by myself. I will sit down and listen to a podcast with somebody talking, and they'll be trying to think of a word, and I can think of it like that, and I'm like screaming at my phone, dummy, this is the word you're trying to think of. And then it happens to me when I sit down and do these by myself. So I apologize for that. But anyway, we're talking about more mature bucks here. And what I found was basically what we talked about. Now, this does exclude firearm season because every year the majority of deer I get for taxidermy are going to be from firearm season, and there's two pretty obvious reasons for that. Number one is firearms are way more efficient weapons than bows. Just That's just the way it is. It's a lot easier to kill a deer with a 12-gauge or a 350 Legend or whatever you're hunting with than it is with a compound bow or even a crossbow to that, for that matter. The other factor is there's a lot more people hunting in those three days of the first season and the four days of the second season. That's, I mean, it's a, just a numbers game at that point. There's more people hunting, so more bucks are going to die. Therefore, I'm going to have more deer come in during that time. Span. So I've excluded both firearm seasons. And again, that's first season and second season. So kind of, I had an episode a while back on, you know, pushing the firearm season back to December and people lost their minds because they thought they can't kill bucks in December. I get the same amount of taxidermy bucks really close the second weekend as I do the first weekend pretty much year over year. And the reason it's a little bit swayed towards the first weekend is because there are more people hunting the first weekend, whereas let's say that season was pushed back and now what's now the second weekend becomes the opening weekend, there would be more deer that weekend. So like I have kind of some data to back up that as well, but that's besides the point. That's a whole different episode. All that to say, I've excluded firearm season. So this is just bow bucks in general. And what I found was that 10th through 15th window, I had 11 total bucks come in for me to taxidermy on, and that was 31% of the total bow bucks. So 31% of all the deer, bow kill deer from October 1st till now have come in that 10th through 15th window. And a little more breakdown of that, I got three that were taken on the 10th, two on the 12th, two on the 13th, one on the 14th, and three on the 15th. And I actually think there were it was two or three on the 16th as well. So even if you wanted to expand that by a day and bump it up to the 16th, that's 14 bucks between the 10th and 16th. So basically the week before gun season, which is, again, that's what we talk about a lot as far as those dates go, that week being really good. And that's why it just kind of backs up, I guess, what I've seen personally hunting is that that generally tends to be the best week for mature buck activity and opportunities at mature buck. And I shot my deer, the one we didn't find this year, on the 15th. Nate missed the 6 by 5 that he ended up killing with a gun. He missed him on the 16th. So again, right there in that window, that's two more bucks that could have been right there in that window as well. Now, obviously, there are deer killed in the beginning of November too. I believe the 1st through the 4th would have been the next closest if you take out the 16th. Um, if you take out the, well, the 16th is really only one day because gun season was the 17th this year. So if you throw the 16th in this window, then definitely like the first through the fourth, first through the fifth would have been the second highest, but it wasn't close to 11 bucks. And obviously again, small sample size, but I think you're going to see this. If you could get into the DNR's database and check how many bucks were killed on what days and, you know, mature bucks at that, like you go by points or they're, eye to nose to eye measurements, which isn't always a true indicator. But like if you can figure that kind of stuff out, I think you would see that, you know, even if you go a couple days one way or the other, I think you could safely say eighth through the seventeenth 
is going to be the most mature bucks killed. And part of that is more guys are getting out there hunting too. Maybe they're taking vacation days, running them into gun season a lot of times. So that that does play a role in it. But I think it speaks as much to that as it does to the deer activity that's happened down here. If you listen to a lot of guys in the industry, they're generally going to be northern Illinois, northern Missouri, Iowa. Like there's a lot of guys in the industry, big names that are from that area. And there's a reason for that. There's a lot of really nice deer up there because they got a lot of really nice habitat. Iowa specifically has a great program with their DNR. They know what they're doing up there, unlike Illinois. But nonetheless, most of the guys you're hearing from are coming from that area, even Wisconsin, Minnesota, up in there. And you hear a lot of times that the first through the seventh or, you know, like the fifth through the ninth, those kind of days are their favorite days. And I think that makes sense because I believe the further south you go, it's going to push that back a couple days here or there, maybe three days. Once you go from, let's say, you know, the middle of Iowa all the way to southern Illinois, I think that activity window is going to be just a little bit later down here than it is up there. And I think these numbers speak to that. I also think if you look at peak rut, which the research shows that it's always somewhere around the 15th of November when the most does are in estrus, I think that's probably pushed back closer to when our first gun season opens here in southern Illinois where we're at. I think peak estrus for us is probably around the 17th through the 20th every year. Now, give or take on a specific year, it might be might be a little bit different, but that's one reason I think uh, I had given for you know that potential move to the gun season is just letting the the peak estrus letting those deer breed during that time instead of running them all over the place but again whole different episode so i won't get into that but i think what i'm getting at is all that stuff has shifted so you hear these guys talk about you know sixth seventh eighth being their favorite days i think down here the reason we see more mature bucks on 10th 11th 12th is just because of that like we're farther south than they are i think the deer activity and you go farther south than us, that's going to push it back even more, you know. So you get down to southern Kentucky, you get out into Tennessee, out in Oklahoma, I think it's going to be even farther back than that. You go down to hunt those deer in Texas, they're rutting like when ours is over with. You know, their their pre-rut is basically the middle of our rut, and then they're getting into the rut on the backside of ours. Like the when the does are starting to go out of estrus and we're on the backside of that bell curve, then that's when you're seeing the the does start to come in down there in Texas. So the farther south you go, obviously, the further you push those dates back. But I just thought it was interesting what were what we believe are going to be the best days every year and what actually turned out to be the best days this past season, at least as far as my data shows, was the 10th through 15th, and they were kind of aligned. So I, I thought that was worth sharing. If you guys are planning on taking vacation like for next year and you're wondering what dates to take, again, I would look at those. Like if you got a weekend right in there somewhere and you can bookend it like a Friday and a Monday and take four days, whatever weekend lands good between the 10th and 15th, 10th and 17th, 9th and 16th, whatever it is, those are the days I would be looking at year over year in Illinois. There's going to be off years. There's going to be odd years where maybe it's 80 degrees those days, and if it was 35 degrees on the 3rd, the 3rd's probably going to be better than 85 degrees on the 12th. But just keep in mind that if you if you can take those vacation days, the later you can put in for them, the better, because you can kind of start to see that forecast. But if not, these are the days that I would definitely look at, at least for our area. So that's what I had on that. I had mentioned that we're not going to be able to record a full draw Friday this week, and that's because we're going to be at the ATA show with one of our upcoming partnerships. 
We're going to go help a guy out there. And I'm not going to announce that yet because it's not official, but we're going to help him. We'll work out the details for for the partnership soon. I had mentioned sometime last year that we had some new ones coming up. This is going to be one of them. We're really excited about it. We've been using some of their products this season, and they've all been great. Uh, we know the guy. He's a great dude. So we're looking forward to that partnership. But we're going to be at the ATA show coming up helping him out. So it's going to be a really good experience. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Me and Nate are going to be there. I'm going to be there all three days. Nate's going to be there a couple of days. Blake's going to come in on Saturday and help us out. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we won't be able to record a Friday episode. And I'm not sure what time we'll get back Saturday night. It's just in St. Louis, so it's kind of right down the road for us. But I'm not sure you know, how that's going to affect the schedule for next week. But I will definitely get an episode out, some combination of us, or we'll have a guest hopefully. Hopefully it won't just be me again, but we'll have an episode out next week for sure. We'll get back on the folder off Friday train. And then hopefully we can get a waterfowl Wednesday out too. We did a couple of those, and then we've kind of been off that wagon as well. But I want to get more of those out for you guys, get with Tyler and get some of those recorded, and maybe get one for next week. If not, then the week after. Uh, but that's what we got going on for the end of the week. That's why there won't be a Friday episode. And then if, if next week's schedule is screwed up too, that's probably why. And the weather's going to affect that too. So I don't know. We were supposed to get some snow, and then took it out, and they were giving it back. So if that affects travel and all that, that could change things as well. Uh, another announcement, we're going to be at the Iowa Deer Classic. I had mentioned that before, but our booth is going to be A020, and that's going to be in like the secondary hall for the life of me. I cannot remember which hall that is. I think it's it might be Exhibit Hall A, which is maybe why it's A020, and the other one is B, but basically the main hall where the bigger room. We're going to be the one off to the side by the escalators. We'll be over there by like the bow shoots and stuff, which is where we ended up last year, and I thought it was a really good location. We got to see and talk to a lot of you guys which was awesome, and we're looking forward to doing that again this year. So make sure if you guys are coming to that, stop by and talk to us. And, again, I will keep you guys updated on that. I'll mention that a couple more times before we get there. That's going to be like March 1st through the 3rd, I believe. We're going to be up there in Iowa. Again, booth number A020. Uh, We're going to be on a corner booth, so we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. It's a great show, and we're looking forward to meeting more people. We got to meet some people last year that listened to the show that's always really cool, and we always appreciate you guys stopping by at any of the shows we're at. I did mention it a little earlier when I was talking about our YouTube channel. We're going to have some video coming up. I know I've talked about it in the past, wanting to do video on the podcast, and we were pretty close a couple times, so I just never got it done. We have the cameras now that are good enough to do it with, I believe. We've just been using them for hunting, so as soon as the season wraps up, I'm going to try to get the studio set to where I can get those cameras in here rolling. And then I'll have a little bit more time for editing that because I won't be doing the Fall Pursuit show. So we'll hopefully have video on the YouTube channel for these podcasts coming up very soon, maybe within the next couple months. So keep an eye out for that too. I did mention also that the final two episodes of Fall Pursuit are coming. I'm going to hunt hopefully Sunday evening, the last day of the season. Give it one more try. Again, since we're going to be gone all weekend, I'm not going to be able to hunt the rest of this week. Um going to try to get out there Sunday and then after that that'll wrap it up for the year obviously and that'll be the final episode will be episode 10 of fall pursuit will be kind of what I've had going on the last few weeks for the late season and then I'll do one big finale episode will be a recap we'll do like kind of the best of kind of thing we'll take the best moments from this year I'll put them all in one episode if I can I'm going to try to get the guys in here to talk about you know the deer they killed or whatever or you know those that recap I'll get them in here to talk about the parts where they're on it but if the logistics of that don't work out they don't work out so 
That'll be the final episode. We'll have 11 out for this season, I guess. Also, for this upcoming year, uh, if you guys want to be more involved, we would love that. If you guys want to let us know like what you want on the show this year, please do. Whether it's in that Facebook group, the RHO Podcast Patrons, whether you just send us a message through Facebook or Instagram or our website, whatever it is, leave a comment if you're on YouTube. What do you guys want to hear us talk about? Like, which, What direction would you like to show? see the show go as far as the regular Monday episodes? Give us some guests you'd like to have on. Like, I'm not opposed to asking anybody if they want to come on the show. The worst they can say is no. So if you guys have somebody you would like, you'd be interested in listening to on the podcast, let us know. Maybe there's someone you've heard on a different episode, uh, different podcast that you're really interested in. You want to hear more from them. Feel free to let us know and like topics you want us to discuss, anything like that. Um, just let us know what you want to hear and we'll try to get it worked in at some point. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, a little bit shorter episode. We're going to be out for the rest of the week, and then we'll have another episode coming out sometime next week. Hopefully we'll have Nate or Blake or both of them. Maybe we'll get Jeff in here, Dad. Somebody will be on next week. If I can get a guest, I'll get them on. But tune in for that. I appreciate you guys tuning in again this week, and we will see you on the next one. <laughs>